in today's show. We're going across the NBA and giving injury updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better prices on the ones that you do want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Fair bit of news happened in the NBA today. We're going to cover all the injury stuff here, but also looks like there's going to be maybe some trades in both Indiana and Portland, things that maybe are two to three years overdue, but we don't know exactly what's going to go on there. I'll talk more about that in the daily recap show later today, especially seeing if we get any more information released about that, but we're just going to be covering injuries today. And just a quick thing before we get any further into this, at least once a week, at least someone will drop a comment here on YouTube and say, who is Michael Bolton? The number one thing I suggest to you is use Google. It's just literally open another tab and type the name in and you will see who Michael Bolton is. That is the basic explanation for who, who he is. Otherwise, he's the bloke that just says hi to me every morning. Um, but yeah, if you don't know who Michael Bolton is, please just Google it and that will be the answer to who Michael Bolton is. It's not a, uh, I don't think it's a hard thing to do, but let's look at the injuries now across the NBA. We will start in Atlanta. Bunch of guys injured there. Cam Reddish, with his wrist injury, he has missed four straight games. We don't know whether he's going to play the next game, but that's on Friday. That is a long, long gap for the Hawks. So he is, you know, he's only a streamable 12-team league guy anyway. Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be out another three weeks. Two and a half to three weeks, actually, is what um, McMillan said. So, yeah, we're talking Christmas, basically, for a return for Bogdanovich. With how he'd been playing... He's not worth a hold outside of injured reserve. DeAndre Hunter is still you know, weeks away, months away maybe, from returning from his wrist surgery. But interestingly, on the Hawks' broadcast yesterday, um, they did say that Onyeka Okongwu is only a couple of weeks away from returning. We thought January was going to be his return. It still may be, but it doesn't appear like he is too far away. And at least, that's really the only update I've heard on Okongwu. Um, it seems like he is on track to come back from that shoulder issue. They basically haven't been playing a backup center most nights with Collins getting those minutes. So there is a possibility that a Kongwu comes back and does impact Collins because Collins, as we detailed on the Sell High show yesterday, his block numbers are through the roof. And if a Kongwu even plays 12 minutes or so, it's 12 minutes that Collins doesn't play at center. And that might impact his numbers. So just be aware of that with a Kongwu's return on the horizon. And Solomon Hill pinged his hammy yesterday. They reckon it's going to be a long time for him. I'd be expecting four to six weeks minimum for Solomon Hill. Not that you really give a shit about that in fantasy at all. On to the Boston Celtics. We talked about Jalen Brown and then Ima Yudoka after that last game that Brown played. Mate, there's nothing wrong with this hammy. What are you talking about? Mate, are you sure? Are you watching the same game I am? This hammy, it's fine. Jalen Brown has now missed uh, two straight games with that hamstring injury. 
that has recurred, and you you wouldn't know it. I, I don't know. If, have you ever heard anyone say that the NBA rushes players back from hamstring injuries and they almost invariably ping again? I don't know if anyone said that. Maybe they host a podcast called Locked On Fantasy Basketball. When will the NBA ever learn that they have no idea what they're doing with hamstrings? None. They have. I don't know what it is. Because there are smart people in these front offices and in these medical stuff. Why do they constantly bring guys back too early? It happens all the time. So Brown is out Friday. He missed Saturday. He's going to miss today. I don't know if he plays on Wednesday on the back-to-back against the Clippers. It's a worry. He's got to take another two to three weeks off here. He has to to get it right. He won't. And that makes me worried that it's going to have lingering effects all season. Al Horford is back after missing last game with a lower back injury, which happened to happen on a back-to-back. So we'll see how that impacts him moving forward and whether his lower back injury uh, flares up again for Wednesday. And Romeo Langford is listed as probable with an ankle injury. He's only played one of the last three games. He was The coach did say he was in, but the official injury report has said that he was probable, not that anybody is really caring about Langford from a fantasy perspective. The Brooklyn Nets... We know Joe Harris had that ankle surgery. We're still weeks away from him returning. You're probably looking early January for a return for Joe Harris there. That's boosting the value of Pat Mills. It's helping Cam Thomas in deeper formats to be an interesting stream option. Thomas played 25 minutes on Saturday against the Bulls, so just watch that one. While Mills remains must-rostered until at least Harris returns. While Kyrie Irving is still out, yeah, there was some thought that maybe mandates will change, but... Uh, it doesn't appear like that's going to be the case. In fact, new rules brought in New York, meaning private workplaces need uh, a vaccine mandate. So even if the Nets wanted to, uh, uh, starting, I don't know when it is, sometime in January, I think, um, that they're not going to, uh, that he wouldn't be allowed to practice with them until he got vaccinated anyway. So uh, to me, it doesn't really feel like Irving is going to play for the Nets this season. I don't think he's getting vaccinated. Um, if you don't have injured reserve, I know he's a really good player, uh, unless you're sitting top two in standings, it's really tough to hold on to him. I just don't think it's happening. I don't think he's getting traded. I just think they they might just punt it and hope that next season the mandate's not in effect and he's back and ready to play. But just, yeah. yeah it's it's annoying. It is obviously very, very frustrating uh, that this situation is going on. But it's not frustrating. In fact, it, well, maybe it is frustrating. It could be very frustrating to you. It's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to the Nets. And if I need to calm down, maybe I need an app that helps me. An app that coincidentally has the word calm in its name. That's because it's called calm. Do you want to know what makes LeBron King James? It's sleep as well as being calm. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. And they have teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and calm Know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. That's great. As he says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. It's amazing how LeBron can put together a quote like that that sounds just like it was written for an ad. What are the what are the odds of that? Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. It's Christmas time. So why don't you 
grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, it is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in fat, but also high in protein. You need that energy to burst through them all, grab yourself 20 PS5 so you can sell them on the secondary market and maybe give some to your kids, who knows? But you need that energy and Built Bar is the perfect way to fuel up because you're doing it not by tasting something disgusting, but by tasting absolutely delicious flavors. But when you get to Christmas and you've got boxes of Built Bars under your arms, but dad, I asked for shoes. Little Bobby, shut up, smash the Built Bars. Simple as that. You're going to be the hero because once they taste them, they know the flavors, but don't make them argue about flavors because we don't want punch-ons. I don't want someone hurling a ham across the room, splattering on the wall. That's just not what the Christmas spirit's about. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get yourself boxes of delicious Built Bars. Built Bar, they're built different. I'm just going to keep using that promo, that, not that promo code, that, uh, that stinger, whatever it's called, tag, catchphrase until they tell me not to because I invented it and we're good with it. All right, let's go on to the Charlotte Hornets. As you can see, a shitload of blokes in the health and safety protocols. Terry Rozier, Lamello Ball, Ish Smith, Mason Plumley, and Jalen McDaniels. That's the only injury they have. They're not really injuries. They're just absences. We expect them all to miss this week. Um, maybe they're back for Monday. Probably likely Wednesday the 15th against the Spurs next week is the expectation for when they're back in action. So that little stream of Ish Smith obviously has no value because he's going to be back after Lamello Ball most likely. Yeah, in the short term, you're streaming Cody Martin. Make sure Kelly Oubre and PJ Washington aren't on the wire. Deeper leagues, you're looking at James Booknight. You may be looking at, um, in very deep leagues, the, the God of Hammers, uh, JT Thor. We know each other. He's a friend from work. I have to just use that as many times as possible because I'm not going to get many opportunities the uh, rest of the season. But we're looking at Oubre, Martin, Washington as the really solid ads. And then you've got Booknight in maybe like 14 to 16 team leagues. I wouldn't say that Jim is a 12-team uh, a league guy at this stage. On to the Chicago Bulls. They've got a few health and safety protocols as well. DeMar DeRozan, unless he gets the two negative tests, he's going to be 10 days. So it does appear that he did test positive for COVID. Javante Green and Kobe White, uh, the Color Brothers, they are also out in health and safety protocols. So we're looking at DeRozan probably next Sunday, the 19th, against the Lakers. Green and White probably Thursday against the Raptors on the 16th is when they return. And then Alex Caruso, when it was said he was going to be out a week for the old uh, the old Rabbit Hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Now they have listed him as doubtful, which is better than out. Doubtful for Wednesday's game against the Cavs. So that gives short-term value to Ayoda Sumnu to, you know, he, he almost had that triple-double in that um, game against Denver. And maybe there's some short-term value. But remember, Wednesday is a 13-game slate. And then the next game they play is Saturday. And there is a chance that big uh, Alex Caruso is back for that action. The Cavs is a pretty straightforward one. Dean Wadey Wade is out with a calf injury. I'm not even convinced with a healthy team, which they are, apart from Wade's injury, that Wade even plays. Markinen, Allen, Mobley, Love. I don't think you need to play Wade. You know, maybe he plays like 10 minutes. It's not impacting really any fantasy leagues whatsoever. On to the Dallas Mavericks. Willie Cauley-Stein remains out with personal issues. He's missed four straight. Actually, it's going to be five straight after Tuesday, so we hope everything's okay there. That puts uh, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber in the mix for minutes. 
But on a good news front, Luka Doncic, Timmy Hardaway, and Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. They are all upgraded to probable. Um, Porzingis missed the last two with a knee problem. Doncic missed Saturday. They are back in action against the Nets on Tuesday. We don't know what, if that is going to be any complication for the back-to-back because they play Wednesday, but it's just good to have them back. While Sterling Brown is questionable with a foot injury and his minutes will just get taken by somebody like Frank Nilakina in that scenario. The Denver Nuggets, more health and safety protocols. The big stiffy Bones Highland and Austin Rivers are both out. Of course, we know PJ Dozier and Maga Porter Jr. are out for the season. Jamal Murray is out for basically the season. When we get Big Stiffy back, there is some streamability for him. For deeper leagues at the moment, Davon Reed is a guy you can look at. He's getting like 18 to 20 minutes at the moment. And Compazzo has some value there also. And Monty Morris's value has boosted up in the short term. Bol Bol also in the health and safety protocols. And I don't think there's a player in the NBA that is overrated more than Bol Bol. There are so many, man, we've got a free Bol Bol. We want to get Bol Bol into our team. Like he's got good fantasy stats. I know that. But this isn't even fantasy people. He he just isn't a good NBA player like at all. That's why he doesn't play. Not because of some um, you know, conspiracy that Michael Malone's got against him. It's just that he's not good. And, and you know, I don't always agree with Malone and his rotation decisions. But that one, I absolutely do. For the Detroit Pistons, Corey Joseph missed last game. Um, look, he, he's just not good. And I don't know why they persist with giving him those backup minutes, but they will. He's out with a knee injury. MC Hamadou Diallo is also sidelined. He is dealing with that um, facial fracture. doesn't look like he'll be too long out. He's the only player on that bench that's even close to NBA caliber. And even then, he's barely NBA caliber. Uh, he's only like a, a deep league fantasy guy. Kelly Linick, we're still weeks away, maybe a month or so away from him returning from his MCL injury. When he gets closer to coming back, he will be a 12-team league guy, I think. And then Chris Smith, who is a bloke who is on their team, he is a two-way guy with a torn ACL. I don't think we're going to really see him play at all this year. And I don't think that even if he does play, that you are going to give a shit about it because he's not going to have any sort of impact, I wouldn't have thought. But when I do think about things, I think about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season marches towards the playoffs. How about those Dolphins? We are flying. Wow, Tua, the man. Can I get a bet in on Bet Online for Tua for MVP? BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile site and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus by using the code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the Warriors. Clay Thompson's doing some scrimmaging from his Achilles. We just assume that the return on Christmas is where he is likely to be back. He won't be accompanying them on their road trip, so that rules him out until at least the 18th of December. And then I would think that we're looking at that Christmas... Um, uh, oh, is that right? Actually, sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing in terms of road trip. Their road trip ends. Let me double check that. It ends on... Yeah, the last game is the 18th, so I was right. The first game he could be back is the 20th of December. I just think that two games later uh, on the road against the Suns would be most likely, but he's not going to play much. He's going to be very, very limited early on, I would expect. I don't see how um, that couldn't be the case. Um, and then uh, James Wiseman, old Blunty. Blunty, um, he's, he's a way away. Like He is not really close to returning. He is not going to be back until January at the earliest, sometime in January, from his meniscus injury. And then 
He's going to have to be um, brought back slowly. He's you know, hasn't been practicing. He's not with the team. It's going to be a while before he's able to have any real um, sort of impact, I would think, in the NBA. Therefore, yeah, not a guy that I would bother stashing. I don't. But people might say that. You know, people do say this to me all the time. That oh, you're just biased. It's not biased. It's just having an opinion. If I don't think the bloke's good, and I don't think he's going to have a fantasy opinion, why should I say something different? Just so I can be positive about every single player. Yeah, he's great, mate. He's awesome. Just everyone grab him. But that's just an opinion. It's not bias against the bloke personally. I just don't think he's good. And that's uh, where I sit with Jim. Um, in terms of other injury news, Andre Iguodala is going to miss at least Wednesday's game. They said he might return on the road trip, which starts on Saturday and then goes through to the 18th. So there's a week time frame for Iguodala to return. And with him out, it's just meant more minutes for uh, Toscano Anderson, Bielitsa, uh, Peyton, Lee, Porter. All those guys get a you know, two to three minute boost with Andre on the sidelines. The Houston Rockets, Jalen Green, still out with that hamstring injury. At least they're taking their time with that, which is great. He's missed five games at the moment. He's been out since the 24th of November. I'm not expecting him back until like the 15th or 16th of December, which is going to be about a month, which is about right for a hamstring. He's not worth holding. He was shit-outs before the injury. Now he's out for all this time. I think he will be better when we hit February, but there's no guarantees on that. He hasn't shown anything to make me think that'll be the case. Uh, Cousin Kev, that thigh injury, he's injured it for about the fourth time. He is now out on Sunday. He, We don't know whether he's going to play on Wednesday. I'd be pretty doubtful that he does play. I'd be looking at the Friday, Saturday back-to-back for Kevin Porter to return. With him out, it helps Garrison Matthews. It helps Eric Gordon. It helps Armani Brooks, the designer. Um, you get more minutes for the apartment. Daniel House Jr. there as well. And indirectly, it helps guys like Tyson, uh, the delicate dancer, El Prince to get some extra playing time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm holding Porter. I don't think this is a long-term thing, but he's injured it like four times already. The Indiana Pacers. More news on Timothy John McConnell. Please, you can Jack Armstrong him. Please, pretty please. Get that garbage out of here! He's having surgery on his wrist. He's going to be out 10 to 12 weeks and then updated after that. 10 to 12 weeks is three months. That is end of February. And then you've got six weeks of the NBA season left. Yeah, he's done. I would not worry about... Uh, he's not playing this season. They are in the process, allegedly, of blowing it up, wanting to give more minutes to Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson. Lavert could be gone. Sabonis or Turner could be gone. Who knows what's going on with this team? With McConnell out, it, and maybe this push for Duarte to get more minutes. I don't mind stashing Duarte. Started off the season great, and then has just been a consistent downhill trend. But with Holiday out, with Warren no closer to return, well, that's not true. He's closer to return. We're expecting him sometime mid to late January. Um, now with McConnell out, there is some value in Duarte as a guy to add just to see where this goes. The LA Clippers, Nicky Batum, health and safety protocols. He's out of the protocols. He's just getting his conditioning back to return. So I think there's a chance that he does return on Wednesday. Now, whether he moves into that starting lineup uh, alongside Marcus Morris, is still a question, but his minutes are fine. I'm not sure he's going to be must roster. I think he's going to be more of a fringe player versus a must roster guy. While Kawhi Leonard, don't he's not going to play until at the absolute earliest April. All right, and there's like ten days in April of regular season. Don't worry with him. Jason Preston's also out for months with that fractured foot. 
for the Lakers, we did get an update yesterday about Trevor Ariza and his ankle injury. Um, he has started to join in practice, but we're still a couple of weeks away from him returning. And even when he does, you would think that his role is going to be pretty limited and he's not going to have a fantasy impact. All it's going to do is impact guys like Horton, Tucker, probably Monk, probably Mallow, but more importantly, Dwight Howard, because it means more minutes for Anthony Davis at center. Kendrick Nunn, he's not coming back till January, and then he is not going to have, I wouldn't have thought, a large enough role to impact almost any fantasy league. And they keep listing LeBron and Anthony Davis on the injury report. LeBron with that um, abdomen issue. Davis with his thumb. I don't know why the Lakers do this. Any sort of little injury, they list it on the injury report. So LeBron's going to be in this injury report, this abdomen issue, for, I reckon, all season. And you're going to see him like every single game. It happened last year. Like just every single game, they're listed on the injury report. And I don't know why they do it. There's zero chance of LeBron missing any of these games. It probably was supposed to be 75% chance of playing. There's zero chance they miss. And I, they do it every time. And I, and I don't understand why they do it. Speaking of don't understand why they do it, why won't Memphis tell us what is happening with Ja Morant? He's got a knee sprain. He's on the sidelines, doesn't have a brace or on crutches. That's all a good sign. But I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know when he's coming back. I literally have no idea. And yeah, I've been burnt by these assholes so many times that I, I just, I'm, I'm worried. I just don't know. Is he back at Christmas? Ja? Is he back middle of January? MLK Day? All-Star break? I don't know. I've got no idea. I, I just don't know. At this point, just expect him out for the rest of this week. And we're taking it week by week. You can't drop him, but man, some information would be great. Kyle Anderson has missed three straight with back issues, back soreness. He's already been a drop for ages. So obviously now that he's out, you should get that final push. Zaire Williams came back from an injury, lasted three minutes and went out with an ankle problem. I would expect he's going to miss a bit of time. That looked pretty serious. Well, Brandon Clark has missed the last two with knee soreness. And with Clark out, it's giving more value to guys like the cashier, Xavier Tillman, and Santi Aldama, who has played six games in a row in the rotation, Aldama. And I think he's looked okay, much better than I expected anyway. Well, Sam Merrill is out for a couple or probably a week or so more with his ankle problem. The Miami Heat, Jim Butler, did not look good at all yesterday. Came back from the tailbone injury, landed straight on his ass, and uh, just limped around, and then couldn't return. I would be floored if Butler plays on Wednesday against the Bucks. Floored. I just, he couldn't move. He's old. He always gets injured. He couldn't move. If they sit him out Wednesday, then he gets to come back Saturday, maybe, against the Bulls, and maybe that's enough time, but don't count on him playing. That's going to give a value to uh, more value to Vincent, Struess, and Caleb Martin. Gabe can be a streamer, but again, it's on Wednesday with 13 games on, so you're not going to get any value out of that. Bam Adebayo had his surgery on his thumb. We're not expecting Bam back until the middle of January. Deadman played one good game and three stinkers. I wouldn't worry about holding him in 12s. Deeper leagues, you can look at Omer Yetseven as an option there. Well, Victor Oladipo, who knows, man? Like Again, no update on this bloke. I don't expect him back until January. I never expected him back until January, maybe even February. And even then, it's going to be a slow process. And there's just a lot of guys in front of him. And then Markeith Morris. It looks like he could be trending towards a return. And he will get some of those minutes that Deadman's been getting as well if he is healthy from that neck injury. But he's only going to be a deeper fantasy option. For the Milwaukee Bucks, George Hill is dealing with some knee problems. Uh, he has missed, what, the last two games with that knee issue. He is currently questionable for Wednesday against the Heat. He'd been playing big minutes, 29, 28, 28 minutes before the knee injury took hold. It's probably a little bit too much for old uh, Georgie. Not, obviously, any sort of fantasy option there. While the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, we finally got an update that he looks like maybe he's coming back at some point in December. 
that's great. Whether that is actually um, going to be true or not is is still a question, but it is good that he's returning. No, I don't think that DiVincenzo is going to be a 12-team league guy initially. He's like a fringe guy regardless, like a, a 85th or maybe 90th to 120th best-case scenario. But you're not getting best-case scenario because he's going to share minutes with Grayson Allen. He's going to be limited as he returns from this ankle surgery and foot tendon issue. And maybe he's playing 28 minutes a night by the time you hit March. Maybe. Maybe it's February. I just think he's going to come in, play 25 minutes a night, and ease back into things. And that's not useful enough. Shemi Ojale is still out with this calf issue. He's missed weeks. I'd expect another week, but he's not going to play well. Brooke Lopez, you can drop him. He's had back surgery. I wouldn't expect him back until March or April at this stage. The Minnesota Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell is going to miss his second straight game on Wednesday with this ankle soreness. He's listed as doubtful for that game. Hopefully, it's nothing too much more after that, while Patrick Beverly is probable to return after missing the last six games with that groin injury. I do think Beverly is a 12-team league guy, so grabbing him is fine. Well, Jalen Noel missed last game with back spasms, but he's not a regular rotation player anyway. On to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm real worried about Zion Williamson. He looks as fat as shit. Like, he looks really out of shape. And the fact that he came back from that foot injury and practiced and then it was sore again, I I don't think that he is back in December. And then when he comes back, he's going to complain and the team's going to limit his minutes and he's going to say he wants more. And it's going to be like, you know, weeks of 18 minutes or 21 minutes a night. It is just a disaster of a season here for Zion. And... I know he's great when he plays, but this season feels like an absolute write-off for him, unfortunately. Josh the Hitman Hart has missed three straight with knee soreness. I am still holding him, but an update would be great. Yeah, Can we hear about what the hell's going on with his knee and when he's ready to play? That would be awesome if we could get that information. Uh, Dalton Holmes is still out with a leg issue, and Dita Luzada is still uh, suspended, of course. The Thunder, they're injury-free, apart from a hamstring to Vic Krejci who um, is just questionable for next game. Not that he's anywhere close to being part of the rotation. For the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggsy Suggs. He did avoid surgery on his thumb. No injuries for the Knicks, by the way, in case you're wondering. Um, Jalen Suggs avoided injury on his thumb, uh, surgery on his thumb. He's still going to be four weeks away. Like He's not back till middle of January, would be my guess. Um, unless you've got injury reserve, he's not a hold. I don't know when Markel Fultz is returning, but he is doing some work in the G League. Do not... I do not expect him back until probably after Christmas. That's getting close to 12 months from his ACL. There's no need to rush him if you're the Orlando Magic. And with Cole Anthony playing as he is, I don't think Fultz is going to be a 12-team league guy, so not a stash to me. The concept that is the basketball player of Jonathan Isaac, we don't know anything. This dude tore his ACL in August of 2020. That is 16 months ago. An ACL recovery is 11 to 12. I'm sorry, Orlando. Kids cover him. What the fuck is going on? I know he came back from an injury, then tore his ACL, but that is a long time. Did he lose a limb? Is he out there with, with one leg? Did he te- re-tear his ACL? Did he refuse to undergo anesthesia because he just is doing his own research? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him in this knee. That is a long time, especially to hear no updates. And I know that they get asked about it. They just say nothing. Oh, we'll provide updates when it's necessary. I don't think you can really... Again, Isaac's a top 30 fantasy player playing full minutes. He's not going to be playing full minutes for a long time here. 
Um, maybe we look. I think next season is when he's playing full minutes. I, I wouldn't be bothering with him. It is just unbelievable. We also have no update on Michael Carter Williams, who has a broken foot, and eats one more with a knee injury. These guys just haven't played. I don't know why they signed them. <sighs> Some weird stuff from the Magic. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey missed last game with a non-COVID illness. He's questionable again for Wednesday. That means that we can look at old Shake Milton. Grant Rill is out with a shoulder injury. I thought he was going to be an okay NBA player. He's not. While Ben Simmons is still out with mental readiness, I reckon that mental readiness might get fixed as soon as he gets traded. It's just a hunch. When he gets traded, that might just resolve itself, which is fine. Um, I would say that a trade for him is getting more likely. And I would expect that if he is, I think that the chances of him getting traded are astronomically higher than Kyrie Irving playing this season. And I think the old Shea firing, as I mentioned a few days ago, does open up things in Portland for maybe him to go there. Just keep an eye on that. The Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, still out with a hamstring injury. Hopefully they take their time with it. Hopefully he doesn't play this week. That means Landry Shamit and Cam Johnson get that boost. They play one more game this week. So just rule Booker out of that one. It'd be great. And then we get him back for the following week. Um, yeah, that, that's a nice time frame. They play Monday then against the Clippers, which I think yeah, gives him, what, like almost two weeks. I'd still like to see maybe a little bit more caution with his hammy, but we don't know how they're going to run that. Frank Kaminsky still out long-term with a knee injury, and Abdul Nader is out with his knee soreness, which just continues and continues. For Abdul, um, yeah, we're not obviously relying upon him in fantasy. Damian Lillard's abdomen injury. It's a real problem. The Blazers are shocking. Uh, Chauncey Billups is a terrible coach. They've got no GM. They are an absolute mess at the moment. Now there's this reporting about Lillard wanting and the new GM wanting to extend him that contract. I think I'm going to write an article on this today about how broken the NBA salary system is. But there's a lot of shit going on here. Again, I these next three games at least that Lillard's missing, which takes him through to the 15th of December, will not be the last games that he misses this season. I am pretty confident in saying that. I would not be buying low on Damian Lillard. I have said that since the first two weeks of the season, the first week of the season. I would not buy low on Lillard. I am absolutely worried about this injury, and I think there is significant chance of things going very, very sideways with this team. CJ McCollum was probable to play on Monday and then was ruled out. So that was cool with his rib issue. I don't think it's a long-term thing, but we don't know. Anthony Simons missed the last two with an ankle injury. His value is only there while Lillard is out. They play on Wednesday. Again, it's a 13-game day. So if you did want to drop Simons with the understanding that maybe he doesn't actually get a game in until Sunday, I don't think there's a problem with that. And then you've got Nasir Little, who's missed four straight with an ankle injury. He's only like a 14 to 16 team league guy. And then Ben McLemore, who had an opportunity with no Lillard, no Simons, no uh, McCollum. He had an opportunity to put up some numbers. And then he hurt his hip and uh, wasn't able to get anything going there. So I wouldn't get, um, yeah, I wouldn't be bothered too much with uh, Ben McLemore. For the Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes, it looks like there's a chance of him returning with that foot injury on Wednesday against the Magic. He has missed five straight with that foot issue. With him out, it's meant Terrence Davis um, and Shimezi Metu have been able to step up. So if Barnes is back, Davis's value really, really drops off. Torres Halliburton is dealing with an illness, but he looks like he'll be fine. He's listed as probable, while Flaming Mo Harkless has missed four in a row with uh, his knee problem. Please. 
Harkless does have an opportunity to start, but if Barnes is back, it'll be Davis and Harkless and Metu and Bagley, all those guys taking those minutes, you're limiting any upside of any of those players. For the San Antonio Spurs, Devin Vassell, who came back for Hulk half a game with his quad injury, is now going to miss Monday, or he missed Monday, and he's going to miss Tuesday's game as well. If you want to drop him, fine. I think he's still worth a stash and you know, three more games this week if he plays them. But the upside's not particularly high with the way this team's currently constructed. And then Zach Collins, we're still weeks and weeks away from him returning. And even when he does return, I wouldn't expect fantasy relevance. On to the Toronto Raptors. Not great news today for the Jedi, Ojananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, bugs. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Both him and Kem Birch, they said that they are out indefinitely. Hip injury for OG, knee injury for Birch. That obviously boosts the minutes of the big sneeze himself, Precious Achua, who's had 30 minutes in four of the last five games, and the other one he played 29 and fouled out. That doesn't make him a 12-team league guy, but it makes him a streamer option and like a 16 to maybe 14-team league player with those players out. I am not, obviously I'm dropping Birch. I am not dropping Ananobi. It'd be great to get a little bit more clarification than, uh, we don't know, it's going to be a while. And I don't know why that would be taking so long for Ananobi with a hip pointer. He's missed weeks already, like multiple weeks. Um, Hopefully it's only like another week or so, but we don't know. On to the Jazz. Hassan Whiteside is dealing with a glute issue. He's missed two straight with that. He's only a streamer, and with Rudy Gay around, that is impacting him somewhat. And then Yudoka Azebuke suffered a significant ankle injury, which he did at almost the exact time last year. That cost him months. It's going to cost him months again now. That was a horrid draft pick from them. It looks even worse now somehow after being a disgustingly bad pick at the time. So I think that, um, yeah, if you had any investment in him in Dynasty Leagues, you can move on. And then on to the Washington Wizards where Rui Hachimura still hasn't played. Rui Hachimura is not a stash in category leagues or points leagues. I'll tell you why. Like, he's not a good category league player even when there's no competition. But now he's going to be maybe not starting, limited minutes, ramp up when he eventually does come back, and tie it in with him not being very good. It's not worth it. And then in a points league, yeah, he is a 12-team points league guy in general, but Kuzma and KCP are playing well. Bertans are still there. Harrell and Gafford are there. Then you're going to have the, the, uh, the tank, Tom Bryant returning uh, at some point. Not that Bryant plays the same position. There's just other shots that have got to go around. Speaking of Bryant, we did get somewhat of an update with him. We're still expecting a return at some stage in January, but as I've always said when people ask me this question, and I know you may not have even gotten this far in this podcast, do I stash Tom Bryant? Do you think Tom Bryant is going to be the starter? Do I ask you this question. Do you think that a player like Thomas Bryant is better than both Daniel Gafford and Montrez Harrell? And if you think the answer to that question is yes, then I ask you a second question. Do you think that that player is that much better than those guys that justified coming off an ACL, he comes in and plays 29 minutes a game straight up? And if you answer the yes to that again, then I'm not sure what to say to you. You're clearly wrong, but I think that's the logic you look at it. Is he better than Gafford? Is he better than Harrell? All right, so if you answer yes to both of those, then maybe he can start. But he's not going to come in and start straight away. I don't even think he... I think he's the third best player out of those guys. So it's not a great scenario, despite the name brand value, which is so weird to say about Tom Bryant, but the fact that he put up that nice little fantasy run when there was nobody else competing for minutes with him, right? But that's not the case anymore. It's a very different scenario. And good fantasy stats two years ago or a year ago do not equal you must come in and be the dominant starter on a team with two better centers there already. I could be very wrong on that. 
very easily could be wrong. Maybe he comes in and blows up, but big man off an ACL who's not that good to begin with, it's not a recipe for fantasy success. What is a fantasy for recipe success? Well, it's not. It's a recipe for you know, maybe having some fun while you do your fantasy is subscribing to this show. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're on YouTube, thumb me up, leave your comments down below, subscribe, bells, blah, blah, blah. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.